Carmen Yurko, Shane Orling, Jesse Rogers taking you noon to two. The boys are out today. They're shopping. They're shopping. Right? Yeah, I mean, you got to get the Black Friday <laughs> deals in, right, Jesse? That's why I'm hosting with you, so uh, I didn't have to get dragged to a store with my wife. That's, that's why you choose to work on Friday, so you don't have to shop. Likewise for me. I don't want to be spending this whole day in Target. A lot of good football on today. I don't need to be spending today in a parking lot waiting in a line to get in. Is that even a thing anymore on Black Friday, Jess? I don't. I think it is still because there are still sales. So even though a lot of things have gone cyber, I know we've got Cyber Monday, but um, yes, I think I think there. We'll, we'll see the, uh, the the local news tonight, right? We'll see the viral videos soon enough of people cramming in the stores, beating each other up just to get a I don't know Samsung TV or whatever. Fighting over a PlayStation, right? Exactly right. Hey, Full by the way, you said there's plenty of good football. Different kinds of football on today. That's right, the World Cup. Right. In one hour, it's USA versus England. We better have the Star-Spangled Banner ready um, because that's what you will hear when the U.S. scores. I mean, this is the American Revolution. If the U.S. scores. If the U.S. This is the American Revolution all over again. But I don't know about you. The other football we're talking about, Shea, because I have a freshman at Iowa. I'm wearing the sweatshirt right now, the nice hoodie. For the Big Ten West title. You didn't even know this, did you? Oh, Iowa, of course I knew it. You know I'm a college football junkie. Iowa Iowa's playing Nebraska. Nebraska. Now, look, you want to talk about upsets in football? Iowa playing for the Big Ten West title? That's the upset of the year. Because this team stunk like six weeks ago. Couldn't score on a, on a Pop Warner team. And all of a sudden, they've reeled off four in a row. Can win the Big Ten West. And then we'll take down Michigan or Ohio State next Saturday. No, they won't. In the next biggest upset of the year. But can you believe Iowa's playing for the Big Ten West? Come on. Yes, I can. Because the Big Ten West is that awful. It's that bad. It's a toilet bowl. Illinois had it for its taking. And they gave it up. Purdue could have. They gave it up. Uh, here's the bottom line. Iowa beat the right teams. They lost to Ohio State, Michigan, and Illinois, but then beat the right teams. They hold some tiebreakers. They win today. They're going to Indianapolis. And your gift is being a 30-point dog to whoever wins the East. You know what? That makes the upset that much better. My wife went to (laughs) Ohio State, so I am pulling for Ohio State tomorrow just because the upset next Saturday, my daughter and I will be root for Iowa. She's going to be root for Ohio State. The upset will feel that much better. I can't wait for the game today. That's why I said I, I could do the 12 to 2 shift. I can't do the 2 to 6, not because of any other reason. I got to watch Iowa football. It's funny, a year ago at this time, Shay, could care less about Iowa football. My daughter's a freshman there. Now I'm all in. Jesse, I love the commitment from you. I love going <laughs> all in when your daughter goes to Iowa. Now you're the biggest Hawkeye fan on this station. Biggest I couldn't name a, a player a year ago. Now I'm all over it. Let's go, Petrus. So Let's we go. have we have USA England kicking off in about an hour from the World Cup in Qatar. Biggest moment in US history right speaking, there. Speaking happening. of upsets, <laughs> yeah. We need the USA to send England back to tea and crumpets with tears in their eyes. That's what we need. Yeah, so we do have the Star Spangled Banner ready, right? Because that's what you will hear if the US scores. Even before if. we say it, you'll just hear the music. And mid sentence for a call or whatever, you're gonna hear Star Spangled Banner. We better score. And, Jesse, in American football, we have Bears-Jets this weekend. Probably the most exciting game on the board, right? Well, especially if it's Simeon versus Mike White. I oh, mean, man. it doesn't get much better than that. That's the stuff dreams are made of. <laughs> Simeon versus Mike White. When you look around the NFL, though, there are so many bad games that Bears-Jets is one of the few that I'm, like, sort of excited to watch. Well, I'm always excited to watch the Bears, but if you th- if you think about it, since all we talk about, you know, Waddle every day talks about 
Fields progress. That's the only thing that matters this year. If he doesn't play, what are we watching for? Yeah, we'll get Should, into that. Simeon to Claypool, is he finally going to get some some uh, action but, but, but from the wrong quarterback? Or are we, we, we're we looking at this young defense? I mean, what does matter if, if uh, Fields doesn't play? I think we could ask that question to our listeners today. Absolutely. And if you want to weigh in on the Bears, we're talking Bears all hour, 312-332-3776. Jesse, I told you pre-show I have a thought about this game. Yeah. And you know me. Thanksgiving is the bookend of that season. Now it's finally okay. You want to put the tree up. You want to put the Christmas lights up. You want to start celebrating the Christmas holiday. I have a Christmas-related take on Bears-Jets. Oh, that's a good point. I believe that the Jets are the Bears' ghost of Christmas past. Tell me why. What do you what do I mean by that? Well, you look at the Jets this year, six and four. They have a chance to make the playoffs. They have an elite defense. And what do they have at quarterback? A second round kid who's just not good enough. Now who vomited on himself in a press conference. <laughs> and now who lost his job. And you look at this Jets team, and it's reminiscent, and maybe not as good, but reminiscent of the 2018 Bears, where you have an elite defense, a second-year quarterback, and you're watching another second-year quarterback light up the league in Patrick Mahomes, feeling like you made a mistake in the draft taking Trubisky over Mahomes. Tell me how the Jets are different right now if they're watching Zach Wilson throw the ball to the other team while watching Justin Fields look like the most exciting young player in football. Well, the only part you got wrong, I don't, it's not even wrong, is it's just not like 2018. It's it's the it's the ghost of all Bears teams. The, the Super Bowl team from 06, basically all Bears teams since their last Super Bowl winning team in 85-86. And even that team was uh, known for defense, but obviously had some offensive weapons. This, this is the Bears for decades what the Jets have this year. This is what the Bears were for decades. That's why we're so excited about Fields. We just haven't seen it in so long. But, yeah, I mean, bring up a good point. The Jets beat the Bills. They did it with their defense. They're in it this season with their defense, and now they're going to turn to Mike White to lead them to the playoffs, which I, you know, have very, very high doubts that that's going to happen. Um, You combine the Jets' defense with the Bears' current offense, and maybe you'd have a football team, Shay. Right. It's it's a game of opposites where you have the the Jets with their elite defense, the Bears with – I think they scored the most points of any offense in the past month. You get to see kind of the strengths go against each other. And then, of course, the Bears defense, which has been much maligned, going against a Jets offense that can't score in a morgue. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I think that's a that's a good comparison. Um, but, boy, this game becomes a lot more boring when it's Fields. I'm sorry, when it's Simeon versus Mike White. No offense, Trevor, if you're listening. You get it. You get it. We're just kind of all in on on Justin Fields and his progress. I don't, you were there Monday. I was hosting with Hood. You were producing. And, and by the way, uh, nice to talk to you without Cap holding you back. That's always good to see. I know. To, I feel like see. I have room like to roam. man, right? I have you, room to roam, as Sylvia You have says. room to roam. Exactly. So uh, Monday, as you know, Hoodie was like, hey, let's sit, sit him. And I was like, nah, play him. Unless obviously there's a major injury. But it's obviously not a major injury. And I'm kind of on Hood's side now. I'm like, you know what? Let's rest him one week. Give him the physical reset. Zach Wilson's getting the mental reset. Um, and then bring Fields back against Green Bay because you want to beat the Packers if you can. And then he gets the bye. So he's off two of the next three weeks. I don't think he should play. We're already on Friday, and they haven't made an announcement. Let's just sit on what, what are you What are you trying to prove here, right? 
if he does play, though, I mean, when Simeon and, and Mike White match up, it's almost a game you don't even want to watch. And it's rare. Yeah. Like, the NFL, bad NFL football is still NFL football. It's like pizza, bad pizza. Well, there's a line on the still game pizza. no matter who's playing. There's a line on the game. <laughs> yeah, there's ways to make it interesting. But if Fields does play, that's where I think this comes in, in really interesting because – is it unfair for me to say that for the Jets, uh, taking Wilson number two overall in the draft, probably overdrafted, and then you look at Justin Fields, is it fair to say that that could eventually be kind of the Jets' version of taking Trubisky over Mahomes? Yes, absolutely. It could be. Yeah, no doubt. I, I think that's a decent enough comparison. You know, not saying that Fields is going to be Mahomes. We get, you know, I get what you're saying, that it could be just as big a mistake to the Jets organization right. as it was for the Bears. And if we look around the league right now, Jess, you see like three of the five quarterbacks from last year's draft that have been healthy have at some point been benched this year. Mac Jones was great last night against the Vikings. The Patriots lost, but he played really well. He's been benched. Davis Mills is now benched this weekend. Um, Zach Wilson, obviously, will not play this weekend in favor of Mike White. So it leaves the healthy ones who have played. Trey Lance gets the incomplete, but you have Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence carrying the banner for last year's draft. Trevor Lawrence hasn't looked great. Like, I start to wonder, could could Fields be the last man standing? And then if you're San Francisco, if you're uh, Jacksonville, if you're New York, you start looking at, man, did we get the wrong guy? Look, we, we, we are always a, a prisoner of, of sort of the recency bias. So in this moment, you can say all those things. A year from now, Trevor Lawrence may have taken several steps. And by the way, he's going to get a huge leash, right? He's the franchise guy down there. Um, I, I don't. I mean, Zach Wilson should be the franchise guy there. Anyway, the point is, in this moment, you might be right, but a year from now, things can change. It's just things the rarity. I think it's easy for us to get excited because we've watched the Bears long enough and never really seen good quarterback play. It's the rarity now that the Bears actually have like the most exciting young quarterback in football. It's I want to dream a little bit, Jess. I want to feel like the Jets are the ghost of Christmas past. Like maybe Fields plays this weekend. You have an opportunity to exercise some demons from the pace naggy era and you go out you get a win against a team that looks very similar to the 2018 version of you and then next year all bets are off maybe they you know get things right in the offseason you have a chance to make the playoffs you could be contending by 2024 yeah some of this is by chance i mean trey lance got hurt so we couldn't evaluate him so again i think you're you're making a statement of the moment five weeks ago you wouldn't have said all that stuff so let, well, we but five let weeks it... ago he wasn't playing as well yeah, no, obviously, right. So, no, that's my point. How things, how fast things can change in within five weeks. I'm talking even. I'm talking about one. A right, season five from weeks now. from now. What are we yeah, going to be looking at? Five weeks from now, who knows? Um, but anyway, your, your point is well taken. At least, at least there's a chance that Fields could be the best. You know, and it's been so long since we could say that about a Bears quarterback, a young Bears quarterback. Like, I'm a, there may have been. A, well, here's a good example. There was probably a moment in time where we thought Trubisky early on was going to be that guy six that touchdowns in tampa bay yeah and that changed quickly so that's the nfl it does change quickly but at least we've gotten to a point where we can have this conversation about fields right now it's a good point too because if you look at the teams that played yesterday i mean we saw half the division in action um kirk cousins we all thought you know wasn't really that guy well yesterday he kind of looked like that guy and i was down on him after the pick early in that game but 
he looked like you know a capable quarterback, a quarterback that can lead a team, especially in that second half, made some incredible throws. But I just feel like when you look at Justin Fields and the future of this Bears team, there's a pathway forward. And I think that that's been something that's been missing. Even with Trubisky, it always felt like, get it done now, because this defense is in place now. This isn't going to be here forever. Right now, it's like... This team's not good. Three and eight. Obviously, they've been losing a lot of games. Some of them they maybe should have won, could have won, um, but they they end up with the loss. You can't take that away. So three and eight now. But you look forward, and I start to wonder who's the ghost of Christmas future. You look around this, this league, Jess. There are teams that are, that have built on young quarterbacks that have built playoff caliber teams, Super Bowl caliber teams. I think there's pathways forward, and I, I kind of want to roadmap that. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. I absolutely there, there's a pathway forward, one we didn't see necessarily a while ago. And you're right, maybe we didn't see it with Trubisky either. It's hard to remember our, our feelings in that moment, but but it did feel like the defense had arrived um, and the offense had it. And then even even here with this team, the defense was ahead of the offense until the trades, right? And then all of a sudden, we're sort of back to square one for both sides, and that's why you see the record that you do. But the most important part is there are advancements on offense, especially at the quarterback position. Shane Orling, Jesse Rogers in for Carmen Yurko. The boys have the day off. We're taking a noon to two. It'll be Tyler Aki and Dion Miller. We'll crosstalk with them at two o'clock. Always keeping an eye on USA and England. See who wins that big matchup. Uh, coming up, if you want to weigh in on the Bears, 312-332-3776. Phones are open for you to talk with us about the Bears. Who should the Bears emulate? What team is the ghost of Christmas future for the Bears? That's coming up next on Carmen Yurko. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Stream live sports and original content with ESPN Plus today. You get access to the award-winning 30 for 30 library, unrivaled UFC access, including exclusive pay-per-views, live coverage of 35 PGA Tour events each year. Plus, get the ESPN Plus and Disney Plus bundle today. Watch ESPN Originals, the 30 for 30s, entire Disney Marvel library. And if you're like me, college basketball is all over ESPN Plus. Stream anytime, anywhere. Go to ESPNChicagoBundle.com to learn more. ESPN 1000 anytime through the ESPN Chicago app. You're listening to, 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 to Carmen and Yurko. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Jesse Rogers in today. The boys are off. They're out shopping, getting all their Black Friday deals done. Got to get those big TVs, Jess. <laughs> I, I, for some reason, I think Carmen Yurko have hookups. They they don't need to go to the store. They probably already have feeling. six TVs on the wall. I know yeah, Carmen wants to watch hookups. all the games they, anyways. They know people. You know, they don't need to go out shopping. So I told you about the Bears. I think the Jets this weekend are the Bears' ghost of Christmas past. It's a team very reminiscent to me of the 2018 team for the Bears. 
with an elite defense and a really bad quarterback and just a one you missed on in the draft, absolutely whiffed taking Zach Wilson number two overall. Look at Justin Fields. It looks to me like it has the potential to be tantamount to, frankly, when the Bears took Trubisky over Patrick Mahomes. So that's what I think about this weekend, Bears-Jets. But I want to talk about the Bears in the sense that Look, we don't know what this game's really going to look like, Jess. We don't know who's playing quarterback. It could be Trevor Simeon. It could be Justin Fields. It sounds more likely today that it's going to be Justin Fields than it has really at any point this week on Wednesday when he came out and said, you know, I have a uh, an AC joint injury. He talked about it like a separated shoulder. Got a little bit concerned. Maybe he's not going to play. Now it kind of looks a little more like he might. Luke Getze said if he can go, he can go. Luke Getze said something I also found a little confusing. I think he's done a pretty good job of really not taking many hits. Really? Yeah, right. I mean, he has taken a lot of hits. Some of them his fault. I don't, you know, it, 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 uh, look, some of those design runs, though, are gonna you're going to end up with some hits anyway. So, yeah. I take that with a grain of salt, but I think the most telling thing about him possibly playing is that they're leaving it in his hands, that this isn't an injury, so to speak, as much as it is some sort of soreness, right? If it's an injury, the doctors would decide. If it's just, oh, it's a little sore or a lot sore and it's up to the quarterback, then that 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 means there's a, there's a chance because most guys are not going to say, I'm out, you know? They're going to make the doctors say he's out. But in, in this case, they're leaving it in Fields' hands, so I think that's also a great sign that he might play. So the Jets, to me, are the ghost of Christmas past. But I want to know, who is the ghost of Christmas future? And you can weigh in on, on this with me and Jess, 312-332-3776. You want to talk about the Bears? I look around the league, Jesse. I see the Eagles. They've done a very good job of insulating uh, a young quarterback. Look at what the Dolphins have done. You go out, you get Tyree Kill. You already had Jalen Waddell in place. You've made Tua look like, I mean, could he be a dark horse MVP candidate the way that the Dolphins offense is humming? Uh, you look around the league at like Cincinnati, you go get Jamar Chase. There's a known connection between Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. And then you look at Justin Fields and the Bears. And in this draft, you're going to have a high pick. And guess what? There's an Ohio State receiver in Jackson Smith and Jigba who he played with. Maybe you do that same sort of pattern, the Jalen Waddle, uh, uh, Tua Tagovailoa, the Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow. You get that existing connection. You know, Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith, all of a sudden, you kind of have that blueprint for building a contender here in Chicago. So that's where my question comes in. Who to you is the ghost of Christmas future for the Bears? You know, this would have been a sexier option a year ago if I had said this team because they've kind of stalled a little bit on offense. But I thought in the offseason they ought to looked at the Ravens' personnel in terms of a head coach because I thought Lamar Jackson was a nice sort of uh, comp to what Fields could be. Um, so, again, the Ravens' offense doesn't look as dynamic right now as it has in the past, but that's – I'm going to stick to my, my offseason theory and kind of be like that's the team I, I wouldn't mind um, – modeling myself after they've protected Lamar Jackson pretty well. They call a certain amount of designed runs. Yes. There's been something left in the passing game to be desired at times, but I don't feel like they have, have had great wide receiver weapons. Like there's other teams you mentioned. So I'll stick to the Ravens, but with a little asterisk that they're not exactly what I was hoping, you know, to, to, to that the Ravens would be, but it, it's close enough. It's close enough. So I kind of look at that model because they probably call as many runs as anybody for their quarterback. And I still like that idea for Justin Fields. Not so much up the middle. 
you know, some RPOs outside, some end runs that we've seen. Because, you know, protect them by going outside, let them run out of bounds. But I'll, 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 I'll continue to use the Ravens as a little bit of a model. I, I don't hate it, but I got to tell you, I'm at a point now where if Justin Fields is Lamar Jackson, I get a little wary. I would much rather him look like Jalen Hurts. Like, for me, yeah. what I want the future of the Bears to be is what the Eagles are. And it takes time to build that. They have so much talent everywhere on the field, on defense, offense. The offensive line has been great. They have a running back by committee where it's seemingly everybody's productive. Uh, a great tight end in Goddard. And then they go get the wide receivers. You have A.J. Brown. You have Devonta Smith. It's just an incredible team that they've built that takes time. I think by 24, maybe you can get there. But I would much rather Justin Fields look like Jalen Hurts. Jesse, to me, Lamar's on the decline. And part of why we're seeing the passing there go downhill is because the the scheme was so run-heavy originally. That's what I get nervous about with the Bears and Fields is – Look, this has been really exciting to watch. It's been super fun for everybody to see an exciting quarterback, a, a kid in Chicago who's maybe the most exciting player in the NFL right now, at least in terms of who who do you want to see play well on a Sunday. When Fields does it, he's as exciting to watch as anybody in the league. Um, I, I hope that he doesn't become Lamar because Lamar now is a guy where He's lost a step with his feet. I think he's never been an elite passer. And now we're starting to see when the when the feet lose a step, you can't run that offense anymore. That's part of why they've become more of a pocket-passing-oriented team. I don't want the Bears to be that. I want the Bears to be dynamic. I want them to look more like the Eagles look. I want them to look more like the, the uh, Bengals look with a high-powered passing attack. I love Fields' ability to move, to extend plays to uh, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, but Both Shay, guys Shay, you're, asking for, you're asking for like the perfect quarterback, and, he, and he's, he's not there. I mean, no, I know, but there. I'm saying I would like him to be I mean, there down yeah, the road. And, right. No, I, look, I, I mentioned the Ravens because I was trying to be a little bit more realistic in the moment of – considering what we see out of field obviously again prisoner of recency bias the eagles are the best team in the league right they have the bet one of the best offenses in the league along with the dolphins so it's easy to answer answer those i'm trying to be a little bit more realistic it wasn't that long ago that lamar jackson was the, the kingpin of the nfl at quarterback everyone loved him and maybe he has lost a step maybe he has taken too many hits um you're right in this moment who wouldn't want to be the eagles or possibly the dolphins but I'm trying to be realistic. They don't have anything near the weapons that those teams have, nor do, do they have the quarterback that those teams have in terms of ability and experience. So, I yeah, just, I'm just, I'm, we're sort of yeah, in, in, in perfect perfect scenario. Sure, I want them to be whatever the best offense of this moment is. I draw a little bit of concern on Lamar Jackson. Like if if Justin Fields is Lamar Jackson, do you think that that's good enough long term where he can be a Super Bowl winning quarterback? That's the goal. Yes, I actually do. I actually do, because it wasn't that long ago that Lamar Jackson was that kind of a guy. And again, what weapons does he necessarily have? Yeah, I agree. My biggest fear with the Ravens, though, and especially even when Lamar was that guy, when he won MVP, when he was so good, and he was probably, again, the most exciting player in the NFL in that time, they got down 14 nothing against the Titans in the playoffs, and that game was over. They can't play from behind. It's a problem they still have. Now they struggle when they get down, and the Bears, no doubt, if no they're so like run a, heavy, you know, a will better have that version, issue. a better version of that is what I'd love to see. That that's kind of what I'm saying. I'm trying to be realistic. Of course, I'd love him to be exactly what the Eagles bring to the table or the Dolphins, but we're, we're, it just I don't necessarily see that in him or in this offense anytime soon. So uh, trying to. 
Take baby steps. If he, if he is the Ravens of a few years ago, that's not so bad. You're reminding me of Cap because Cap always tells me i got to tamper my expectations, but it's not the way I'm wired. I'm wired so much in the NFL when you see – You're like, just wired. Well, that's true. But I, I, so much so in the NFL, when you see teams bounce back, like teams go worst to first yeah. so often, yeah. that I, I start to wonder, the Bears can build this quicker than people are giving giving credit for. I mean, everybody kind of says, I asked in a, in a shot or no shot with Cap and Hoodie one day, can the Bears be a playoff team next year? And they both said no chance. I thought that was ridiculous. You I, can't, I, I, I agree with you. You can't say no chance. This is the NFL. Can you say, is it likely? Can you say, is it better than 50%? You can answer, you know, with, with the negative in those responses. But no chance would be is, is a bad answer by those guys. I'll just say it. Because this is the NFL, and they have a franchise quarterback. And you're right. We don't know what the roster looks like a year from now. How can you say no chance? You can't say that. I Exactly. And that's when we see it in the NFL every year, there's always a team that was horrible the year before that becomes a division leader, that becomes a playoff contender, if not a Super Bowl contender. You don't look last year. The Bengals went from 3-13 and 13 to the Super Bowl. Right. So it happens very fast if you get things right in the draft. I think the Bears have an opportunity to do that. I mentioned Jackson Smith and Jigba out of Ohio State. Has that connection with Justin Fields. Is a top-level receiver in this draft. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But I think you have to try. And I think that more than what the Ravens have done, who kind of built around the running game, you have to try to do what the Eagles and the Dolphins have done. You have to try to go get game-changing wide receivers and build a really vertical attack. I think that's just a more sustainable way to win games. Yeah, no, no doubt. Absolutely. You should try to do that. Um, I think the higher the pick, the better, obviously, for a lot of reasons, but not because of the, the player they get, because of the 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 um, the, the big trade piece if, if he trades out of it what what he gets for it at, at the, if it's the number two number three pick he's going to get a haul for that if he trades out of it which i think is more likely than 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 ryan poles actually taking a player at two or three shane orling jesse rogers in for carmen and yurko talking bears if you're on hold you will be on the air we will get to your calls on the bears next three one two three three two three seven seven six jesse i also want to ask you about this defense because i think they have a big opportunity with a backup quarterback going for the jets an offense that has really struggled to get anything going down the field i think the bears have an opportunity and they need to show us something also if i may a very quick shout out my wife and my parents are standing outside i had no idea my parents were in town they just wanted to see me in front of this microphone how cool is that well that is cool and um i I, they should take a picture because i'm not sure they're going to let you back behind the mic with all this no they're going to be the dolphins they're going to be the eagles danny's already driving danny's already driving in with a leash he's going to (laughs) come like a lasso pull me right out of the studio you're solo for the one o'clock hour (laughs) well don't do that that would that that hurts everybody if he does that shane orling jesse rogers in for carmen and yurko we'll talk about the bears defense and get your calls 312-332-3776 next Listening to Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Got an appetite for football and 29-degree ice-cold beer? Well, there's only one place to satisfy your craving. The Ultimate Sports Lodge. I'm talking Twin Peaks. The best place for game day with 360 degrees of huge TVs made from scratch food, bursting from the kitchen, and delicious cold beer and man-sized mugs. Twin Peaks is also giving away your favorite player's jersey all season long just for catching game day with them. So go to Twin Peaks for every Chicago game to cheer on our guys and for your chance to win. Twin Peaks eats, drinks, and scenic views. 
listening to Carmen and Yurko on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Shane Orling, Jesse Rogers in for Carmen and Yurko today. The boys are out. I hope you're enjoying your Black Friday if you're getting your shopping done, if you're out on the road. Jesse, I think the Bears have an opportunity this weekend. At For least, what? At least on the, the defensive side. <laughs> it's the Jets. What do they have an opportunity for? Tell me. I don't know if they can win. Right now, six-point underdogs. I'm checking the line at ESPN, so that may be different depending on where you're looking. But I'm seeing six points is the consensus. Uh, the Jets are going to be favorites in East Rutherford. Let let me jump in. Do do you think that line is indicative of Fields playing or not playing? I think that's a Fields isn't going to play line. Yeah. If Fields plays, plays, I think that's four and a half. Yeah. Maybe three, maybe even three and a half, something like that. Yeah. It would be in that range. It it certainly would not be six. So I think that maybe, I mean, maybe they know something we don't. Like I said, it sounded more and more like Fields is going to play. This team has been very consistent. If guys tell you that they can go, they're going to go. If as long as the medical team clears them, it's up to the player. We saw that with Tevin Jenkins. By the way, uh, if if I may, then what a weird situation that was with Tevin Jenkins. That was something we haven't really seen. Kind of bizarre where, yeah, I'm good enough to go, but only some of the time. Yeah, yeah, that was weird. You're right. It's that, that his his career as a as a bear has been weird from the from the get go. It really has been. It, it's because it's so odd because last year he was underwhelming. This year they move him over to guard from tackle. He starts off the season. I mean, we're all singing his praises. He was the best member of the offensive line. He kind of looked at times dominant in the guard position. And now it, it's it strikes me almost as like, is he not willing to play? Does he not want to play? Where I've never in the NFL kind of heard of a guy, like you see it in the NBA, where Maybe if somebody gets hurt, they only want to play 25 minutes, 20 minutes. They're not going to play the full game. But if they're a starter, they're still going to start. I don't know that I've ever seen it in the NFL where a player goes, I'm okay to play, but I'm not okay to start. That that doesn't happen. It's just very odd. It makes me a little wary of uh, the future for Tevin Jenkins as well. Yeah, no doubt. I agree with you on that. What? How do you think the offensive line has performed since just thinking about it now? Because I, everyone's so down on it, and I think they've been okay. And and remember to start the season, okay would have been fine. Okay, I think, we wanted okay. I think the last time I looked at PFF, which it depends what you think of Pro Football Focus, but uh, the last time I looked, I think I saw the Bears were 16th ranking an offensive line. Um, run protection obviously has been great. I mean, the run blocking, whenever you're rushing for 250 yards seemingly every single game, you're doing something right in run blocking. Uh, it might not be perfect every time, and a lot of that is, of course, designed runs for Justin Fields, which create a little bit of havoc for the defensive backfield, but Whenever you're getting that much production out of your running backs and out of your running quarterback, you are doing something right. In pass protection, and it gets very interesting because if Trevor Simeon plays this weekend more of a pocket-style guy, the the spotlight's going to be on that offensive line because it's going to be all pass protection downs. 
Yeah, I, I think they've been okay. You mentioned if they're ranked 16th and whatever whatever system you believe in, if one of them has them 16th, that's not so bad when you consider they were. I think they were ranked 32nd coming into the season. I think I think it was better. Ross Tucker said it was like the worst offensive yes. line in uh, history. Uh, yeah, I think they've been better than people give them credit for. Starting obviously, the run blocking has been great. They weren't as good last week at run blocking, but whatever. You have your ups and downs, and. Pass blocking certainly has been a weakness, but again, Fields' Fields' weakness plays into the Bears' offensive line weakness, meaning he'll hold on to the ball a little bit too long. I documented a play on Monday from Sunday's game, the third and fifteen, um, where it looked like the the offensive line just let the the, the D line get get to uh, Fields, but it was actually a screenplay where you're supposed to release and block down Field, and Fields held on to the ball and, and didn't get it to the to the running back, and he got sacked. So remember, some of these sacks are on fields. His weakness, I've said it all is, year. It matches up with the Bears' offensive line weakness. So you got to put blame where blame lies. But I think they've been okay, and, and some of the stats show that out. So I told you, I think the the Bears have an opportunity, and it's because the Jets are rolling out Mike White. Like we have to be honest, the Jets' defense or offense, excuse me, has been horrible this season. They have not been effective moving the ball. Whether it was Zach Wilson, whether it was uh, Joe Flacco, they are six and four because they have that elite secondary. They have the defensive rookie of the year presumptive in Sauce Gardner, uh, but. This offense has just been awful. They lost Brees Hall. They haven't been able to get a ton going in the passing game. Now you're going to roll Mike White out. You, you get the, a slight advantage because you're at home at MetLife in East Rutherford. But I, I get we have to see more from this Bears defense. You go out and you hire Matt Eberflus, a defensive head coach, a defensive mind. I know he wants to be the CEO. He's kind of handed off scheme duties to his coordinators. He's handed off uh, all those kind of duties to his coordinators well he just plays the ceo role but it's a defensive guy and you would think even though they traded some of the talent away there's yeah, enough don't forget that don't forget that part absolutely but there's enough young talent here that you would want to see them develop a little bit more than they have and we've seen it jack sanborn oh stands out to us for sure um i, I think we've brisker. seen brisker kyler gordon have made some strides gordon Maybe wasn't great last week, but I think we've seen him play well. There have been flashes there. I remember just it was like, twenty point. It was twenty points last week. They had a kickoff yeah. return, so uh, you know they landed on twenty. Granted, not, it's the Atlanta Falcons, but that's not a bad number. And even it's against Detroit, when you they, when you see thirty one like previously, right? And against Detroit, when you see thirty one on the box score, you have to remember one of those scores was a pick six. It was twenty four. So it's not like this defense is giving up thirty points a game right now. But I think they could play better than they have. They haven't really stood up and stopped anyone. They struggle to get off the field on third down. And now you're going up against Mike White and your coach is a defensive mind. Show me something. I think it's time for this defense to come out. Show us that they've developed some of these young guys. Show us that they're coming along and moving forward and get some stops. Get off the damn field once in a while. The problem has been the pass rush. It's non-existent at this point. You traded your pass rushers. You traded your leaders on that team. I get it. You want to see a little bit more. And you're right. This is the perfect team to, 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 to gain some confidence. I mean, let's let's look at the other side of it. If they give up... 24 to 30 against the Jets, you've really taken a step backward. So um, the opponent, the quarterback allows for you to have another 20 point or less, keep them in the teens type of day. But let's, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. You can't, you can't expect that much. What are you, Mark Davis? Rome wasn't built in a day. You cannot expect that much from this defense without Roquan, without Quinn. 
it, it, without Mac if you go back to being in the season. Um, but, yeah, a little bit more of a pass rush would be nice. But that's certainly something Poles is going to address in the offseason for and, sure because he traded away his guys. Pass rush is definitely where they've been lacking, and you they can be run on. Like the biggest worry with this weekend with the Jets, even though they've lost Brees Hall and the run game hasn't been as dominant without him, they're still a team that's able to run, and they can run on the Bears. My point is this. Some of those linebackers have to step up and plug gaps. There were plays last week where we watched the Falcons line up in an obvious rundown. I mean, the third down on the, on the second to last drive, I think right before the Bears got the ball back, there was a third or fourth and one. Falcons are lined up fourth and one obvious running down Cordero Patterson in the backfield. All of the linebackers look like they dropped back in coverage. Somebody has to step up and plug a gap. I know that this team isn't a blitzing team. I know they're not going to send extra bodies all the time, but that doesn't mean you can just misdiagnose a play and look like you're dropping back in coverage on a very obvious running situation. Some of these guys have to look like they're ready to go and step up and make tackles. No, filling a gap is a great point because we've seen this all year. They've, they've been able to run against them up the middle between the tackles. It's been a it's been a problem. You're right. I, I think again it gets all addressed in the off season. I'm I'm in that category. If we want to, you know, do this age old question that's going to be the rest of the year. Look, I have no problem if the, if the Bears lose as long as Justin Fields looks good when he's out there. Um, if you want to take strides on defense, fine, but lose the game because that that helps Ryan Poles in the off season. Um, now, Matt Eberflus didn't say that the other day. Why is Fields considering playing? Because we want to win the game. But if you are a Bear fan, this is one of the rare times. The other other the other time would be if you are tanking for a quarterback. But this is the other time that you don't mind uh, losing these games. Maybe you want to beat the Packers. But look, how about this, Jay? Look good, but lose. I think that's not a bad thing. This is one of the rare times you say that kind of thing, in my opinion. I'd rather look good and win, I think. No, I don't think so. I, Come I get on. The, you're, in April, you're not going to be happy when they're sitting there with the ninth. I don't the care. The thing about the draft you pick in care. April, I don't care, Jesse. You if you're not, care. If you're not taking a quarterback, what do you need a high draft pick for? I'd rather see guys this on this team, team perform. This team has holes all over the place. Like, I understand can, that, but you can, you can fill get some of them with the young guys on the team. If you, you can see get a number one right. Jess, I get you can get a number one wide receiver if you pick five or six too. We don't need to get number three. If but you even see more some of that, these guys, the package if you trade out will be huge. If you if you're at number two, will it? Yes, we're not, of I don't know it is. that I don't know that we're getting to two. I think it's much more likely you end up with Keep the number losing. Maybe, but I think it's much more likely you end up with the number three pick. And you've mentioned okay, you want to you beat the Packers. If you get number three, there's not that quarterback there. Like Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, good players. They're going to go one and two. If you're at three, what are you going to trade to someone for? Will Levis? You're not getting the package you think you're getting. I would rather see some of this young talent go out, develop, look good, win a couple games that maybe we think you shouldn't, and then you might be cooking with gas next look, year. Look, if you beat the Packers, you've achieved the confidence builder you need if you lose the other ones while looking good you've achieved some confidence while getting a higher draft pick and possibly a huge package if you trade out Car- uh, shane orling jesse rogers <laughs> filling in for carmen yurko today thanks jess uh have you we've heard- got soccer baby we've got soccer coming up we coming up in 15 minutes on the dot if you're in your car if you're driving around if you're in a store right now ticked off that you have to sit there while your significant other man or woman is 
is shopping, keep us tuned in on the app, and we will tell you if the U.S. scores. We won't tell you if England scores. The ESPN Chicago app. And shout out Twitch. Watch us on Twitch today and every day. Twitch.tv slash ESPN 1000 Chicago brought to you by DraftKings. Shane Orling, Jesse Rogers in for Carmen Yurko. Jesse, I don't know if you've heard this yet. The Eagles offensive line is decking the halls. We'll talk about it next. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. Check this out. On ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. The Chicago Wolves have two huge games this Friday and Saturday against the Texas Stars. And it's a perfect opportunity to enjoy some hockey over the long Thanksgiving holiday weekend with your family. If you like beer, then make sure to come out for $3 beer night on Friday. And if the Wizarding World is more your thing, then come out on Saturday for Hockey Night in Chicago and Wizards Night. So bring the entire family to Allstate Arena and cheer on the Chicago Wolves against the Texas Stars for $3 beer night on Friday at 7 p.m. and Wizards Night on Saturday at 7 p.m. We are Chicago. We are hockey. We are the Wolves. This hour brought to you by NJ Diet. NJ Diet contractually guarantees that you'll lose 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days. Go to NJDiet.com or call 855-5-NJ-DIET. Working from home? We're back in the office. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Shane Orling, Jesse Rogers in for Carmen Yurko. The boys are off today. USA, England, Jesse kicking off in just 10 minutes. Like you said, the biggest day in American <laughs> history today. <laughs> Gotta beat those Brits. Send them home sad. Got a lot left to do. Next hour, I need help. I'm on the fence about a Justin Fields topic. I'll give you Yurko's keys to the game. Snorling stepping in to give Yurko's keys to the game. Your chance at Lou Malnati's Pizza with McKnight at the Movies. And Mike North will join us to give his bonus pick of the week. A lot to do in the next hour. But right now, Jesse, I don't know if you've heard this yet. Are you a Christmas music guy? Not really. No. Not really. I'm, so what do you got for me? I'm not either. I usually, like, everybody is all in on the Christmas music, especially now Thanksgiving's over, so it's acceptable to turn over to the Christmas holiday. Uh, but I don't, I don't like, tune into a lot of the FM stations, a lot of the music stations. They jump to, let's play Christmas music only. Uh, start of the day to end of the day, 11, right. 25 and forward, day after Thanksgiving and forward. We're only playing Christmas music. It's not my thing. I like it in small doses. But... I saw something this week, and it might be the best thing I've seen all week. If I told you an NFL offensive line was releasing a Christmas album, what would you think that that Christmas album would sound like? Well, the thing about it is uh, you already teased that it's the Eagles. And so you're telling me the best team in football released a Christmas album. It's What comes to mind is the Super Bowl shuffle. That's what comes to mind. The, the fact that a, a team is willing to step out like that. Now, in the Bears case, they were talking about the Super Bowl. I haven't heard this yet. I assume the Eagles are talking about Christmas more than the playoffs because you, you know, Jesse, they are straight up singing Christmas songs. Yeah. If you get ahead of yourself, somehow the Bears did this and then won the Super Bowl because if you start doing that, you better win it. But this, I don't, if they're not referencing 
uh, the playoffs or winning it all, then I'm then I'm okay with it. Let me hear what you got. Yeah, I was very surprised to hear this. So the Eagles offensive line, and it's three of them, uh, Jason Kelsey, Jordan Mailata, and Lane Johnson, proving they are men of many talents. This is a clip that was viral on Twitter. It's the Eagles offensive line singing White Christmas. Listen to this. Christmas, Philly. Now, Jesse, that is not good. That is incredible. The range is pretty amazing. You get you go from the bass to the soprano kind of thing going, right? Yeah, it was so it's Jason Kelsey there at the start. He comes in low, and then Jordan Mailata with the falsetto of all falsettos. I was stunned when I heard this. <laughs> I like the range. I will give them credit for that. It wasn't all just one you know, sort of thing. It went went from low to high, and they they kind of nailed it. I wouldn't say they completely nailed it. I'm not as into it as you you are, but they kind of nailed it. Well, it's especially impressive. I mean, this isn't Bing Crosby, man. This is an Eagles <laughs> offensive line. They're coming out and singing their ass off. And look, I, a football team singing the Super Bowl. Nothing beats the Super Bowl shuffle. So I compare everything to that, and that wasn't even close. I Even don't know. though it's not Christmas songs. I don't know, Jess. It's uh, it's incredible to see a team step out and not just sing something, but sing it really well. And Jordan Mailata there, I guess I hadn't known this. Apparently, he was on The Masked Singer. Oh, I did not know that either. I don't know what's going on with that show. I wonder if there's vocal training going on. Have you ever watched it? Never. So I my- know what... I know what what it's about, but I've never watched it. My wife likes to put it on, not as like an actual, she wants to be super into it, but it's nice, like, afternoon background noise. She's doing work. She throws it on in the background. Sometimes it's funny. A lot of the people, the celebrities who go on this show, stink. Can't sing worth a damn. Apparently, Jordan Mailata went on this, and whatever vocal coaches they have giving them some sort of instruction must have taught him to sing. Like, they found out this guy had talent. Because uh, Jason Kelsey there doing the, the bass thing, whatever, I could step in front of a mic. I have a lower voice. I could do it. It's like talk singing. Jordan Mailata coming out of nowhere with that falsetto. That's impressive, man. Yeah, it was good. I will I will say, I, w- I did not expect that kind of a range from those guys. So I'll give them credit for that. But like I said, the Super Bowl shuffle, just that... When football teams sing, that's what I think of. They did also release a single today. I want to play a little bit from the single that they released. It's Baby Come On Home. Listen to this. Swinging deck the hall, but it's not like Christmas at all. I remember when you were here.
can't this team too, Jess? That's pretty good. I will say that's pretty good. And, it, you know, you have to be good on the field to do this, right? Because if you're well, one in If, if you're one the Houston nine, Texans, fans, if you're one right. eight and one going yeah, out right. and doing a Christmas yeah. album, nobody right. wants that. Yeah. Fans will revolt. But you have to be good. That's why I mentioned the Super Bowl. So, like, you have to be good to go out and do something like that and put, your, put yourself out there. And, you know, if you're bad, it's a distraction doing something like that. If you're good, it's fun. It's fine. Well, if so, you're bad, you're setting impressive. yourself up because guys like us, if you're a bad team, like if the Bears right. came out with a Christmas album today, we'd be killing them. Well, we'd be saying, why aren't they concentrating on winning football games instead of singing songs? That's what, we, what we'd be saying. But right? the Eagles do it. What can't they do? Right, right. That feels like a little bit of a team of destiny, right? One do you of them, think? at least. Yeah, See, a little I th- bit. I think that the Bills are still the team to, pay- to beat. I know people are down on them, the weird performance, kind of bizarre against the Lions yesterday. But you have to remember, Jess, for some reason, they made the ridiculous decision after already being in Detroit to go back to Buffalo despite the short week. Well, that and the Lions aren't that bad. They've won They're pretty in good. a row. They're playing home on Thanksgiving. Uh, but the Bills lost to the Jets. I mean, the Bills have been uneven, but you're but you're probably right. When the playoffs begin, you would take Buffalo among uh, any other team, right? They'd be equal to any other favorite out there. I think at this point, though, when you have the Eagles offensive line dropping a Christmas album and it comes out next month, that's probably the team I almost most want to see win because I think <laughs> I think they're the most fun team in football right now. Well, after that album, I think, yeah, you, they, they certainly do qualify, and they're a fun team to watch on the field. They've been great since day one, had a couple stumbles here and there. But that win last week at the last second was huge. Yeah, the Eagles are, are, are pretty much the team to beat, though I know when the playoffs start, not everybody's going to be picking them, right? The Chiefs are going to get their backers. The Butt Bills are going to get their backers. Of course, those are AFC teams. In the NFC, the Eagles are about as good as it gets. The Cowboys are going to get their backers, though. Maybe the Eagles should submit a, a parody song to Waddle and Sylvie's holiday parody contest. <laughs> Might be pretty good. <laughs> that would be pretty good. They'd probably win. Shane Orling, Jesse Rogers, in for Carmen Yurko. I have a question about Justin Fields. I'm on the fence about what the Bears should do with him for the rest of the season. We have Yurko's keys to the game. I'm giving them Snorling stepping in. McKnight at the movies, a chance to win some Malnati's. Tyler Aki and Dion Miller in at 2 for Waddle and Sylvie. We will cross-talk with them at 2 o'clock. All that coming up in the next hour. Carmen Yurko. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000. 1000, Chicago's home for sports.